Hi everyone, my name is Pastor Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Flock, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage people don't come to church anymore. I'm the Senior Pastor of Music of Life Church, Appleton, and I'm joined by the Senior Pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swickowski. What is up? Hey, how you doing? I'm excited. I'm excited because we're talking about church attendance. Right, and literally in your intro, we talk about people being damaged by church so much that they don't want to come to church anymore. Well, which explains our numbers. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the background on the church attendance topic, PJ? The early church we see written about in the book of Acts actually showed that church was people. Yes, they did gather in the temple. They also gathered daily in the homes. But the background really of this topic as we see it today is that church has essentially become a place that people go. And this has resulted in church attendance. The quantity of people coming to your church, particularly on Sunday mornings, being a focus of many pastors in America. Mm. Are you confronting me right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how have people been hurt by this in the church? Well, unfortunately, this has this church attendance has become a measure of church success. So mm. a lot of churches, a lot of pastors will measure the health of their church based on how many people attend their services. And, and really what this has done, if you take that belief, if I take that measure and I put that on my people, then what that can do is I can use this fear intimidation to basically tell people, if you don't come to church, you're not on the narrow path. You're on the wide path. You're Ooh. on your way to destruction. Ooh. Yeah. So do they support that with scripture? Yeah, the the strict limitation would be really going back to these verses in, in Acts where it talks about hmm. the church happening on a daily basis and and uh and really what these but other than that, a lot of this comes down to just it is it's bullying. It really is. It's hmm. it's these pastors who are supposed to be doing things for the benefit of their people actually doing things for their own benefit at the expense of their people. Okay. So I, as a pastor, have a measure of church success based on how many people come in here. So if I want to feel good about the health of my church, I got to tell you, if you can't give God two hours, less than two hours a week, why would he let you into heaven? You know what? Ooh. Bring a friend next week, too. Oh. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So how do you defend yourself against that perspective? Well, if I had somebody coming at me about with that, with that mentality, with those words, being judgmental or maybe even bullying me, I'd ask. There's a bunch of questions I could ask. Going back to the definitions of words, one, you could always ask, what's your definition of church? Or even mm. just, if you don't want to go that route, you could ask, is church a place or a people? And and really what this does is it, it is 
helping defend your own thought process from the from being taken down by the intimidation of these pastors or leaders who are doing this to you. So that's the strict perspective. We got right. people that are there saying, if you can't give God this amount of time, you're a bad Christian. So put it on the list. Don't smoke. Don't swear. Don't drink. Read your Bible. Go to church. Yep. Yep. There we go. Add it to the list. Yeah. If you don't do, if you don't go to church, you're a bad Christian. You're not going to end up in heaven. And Which I yeah. find interesting because the standards changed because nowadays most churches, yeah, they might have small group meetings and stuff throughout the week, but church services nowadays generally are on Sunday mornings. I remember growing up being a pastor's kid. There was Wednesday night service, there was Sunday morning service, and there was Sunday night service. So are we just as a church, as a whole now, not as holy because we're not going to church three times a week? Like, it was pretty standard. That was that was how often you went to church back in the day. Right. Now it's just once a week and we're okay? So which is, again, the whole point of these defense strategies is to defend myself against being attacked. But the benefit it does, if I do this the right way, to the person I'm interacting with, is it it is, is exposes that contradiction. And there is a contradiction. To sit here and tell me now in 2020, you have to, is two, two hours a week, is, you can't give two right. hours a week to God? When 20 years ago, it was six hours a week. Ah, uh contradiction which is it so right. it's not god's not looking qualitatively he's looking quantitatively so well that's what this is being exposed here nice perfect time to take a call from look at that mcmullen alabama pastor dictator you're on the line oh uh, yes hello pastor joe pastor jonathan i can't believe i'm about to say this but uh I happen to agree with Pastor Joe's perspective about coming to church daily. Acts 2.46, and they continue in daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. The Bible talks about church happening daily, like Pastor Joe said. Once again, I cannot believe these words are coming out of my mouth. But if you don't come to church, you're not following the word of God, clear and simple. And I'm going to go ahead, and, and I'm glad that I agree with y'all for once. But, you know, I'm going to wait and hear your perspective and hang up now. And I just want to let you all know that this is my favorite podcast. Wait, God bless. All right. Thank you, Pastor Dick, for that lively perspective. Pastor Joel, what do you think about that? I find it interesting that he took what we were talking about in the first part of the the episode and stated that that's what we believe or what i believe okay he agrees with us the perspective that pastor joel cave where what remember what we did is we were sharing what the strict perspective was not necessarily whether we believe it or not but we were sharing what this certain perspective the strict perspective has done in the church now i will say yes i agree that the bible does say that the church happens daily Continuing daily with one accord in the temple. Absolutely. But we're going to see, once again, 
what the Bible says and what it means are two different things. So I appreciate Pastor Pastor Dick's perspective again. Whether I agree with him or not, we'll see. Yes. Keep on calling Pastor Dick. Yeah. All right. So now let's talk about the other side of the spectrum. So let's hear about the loose perspective, Pastor Joel. This one, I've I've had experience with people who will just tell me, you know, God's everywhere. I have church wherever I am. Or, you know, I went out in the woods and that was my church. Hmm. I went out in the woods. I go hunting and I sit out in the woods and I just enjoy the nature God created. That's my church. I spend time meditating by myself. I worship in quiet. And that's well and good, but I think people been hurt. Well, I think oftentimes that tends to be a rationalization people have to isolate. Okay. And to still feel this feeling of holiness, to feel this feeling of connection to God, to feel like what they're doing is right without having the to deal with the discomfort of being around other people or without having to answer for why why they're not going to church. Nice. So how do you address people that have that issue or that they hold that belief that spending alone time with God has been their most spiritual reviving experience that they have? Well, I tend to respond by thanking them for sharing. Mm -hmm. And my favorite move is to share on myself Mm. and, and to unconsciously confront or to indirectly confront the person by sharing the benefit I receive by living with people who are in their purpose, who are in their God-given purpose. And and the other ways I can do is ask them, well, you know, because my belief, I, I see that really the the purpose God's given me, the gifts he's given me are not for my benefit. They're for the benefit of other people. Mm. Now I get joy when I allow God to work through those gifts, but the gifts he's given me are meant to benefit others. And the gifts other people have are meant to benefit those around them, including me. So really the way I see the big benefit I see in church is it is an opportunity for us to interact with other people who are in their unique purpose and if I'm by myself, I'm missing out on that. So I usually share on myself, like, that's great. I'm glad you're having these amazing moments with God by yourself. For me, I get those moments when I'm around other people who are taking direction from God. Wow. So when you see this going on in the church, what are your thoughts? I get back to, so there's on both sides, right? We're seeing both sides in the church. It goes back to the why. Of course, it goes back to the why. Yeah. And this is one of those, I'm glad we touched the, touched on this topic because this is one of those topics that is really easy to, is really easy to think it's always a good reason to go to church. It's, there's never a good reason to not go to church. Mm. It's always bad to not go. It's always good to go. Mm-hmm. What can be wrong about going to church, right? Hmm. But it's all about why. Why am I going to church? And and what I what I know is there are good reasons to go to church. There are bad reasons to go to church. And so I try not to judge the people who are on the strict side. 
I understand these pastors who are going after people saying, come to church, come to church, come to church. For them, they may just be overwhelmed. They may have good intentions. They may really just want to benefit these people and they just don't know the right way to do so. Yeah. I also understand these people who want to just go and isolate out in the woods and justify that as going to church. So what I try to do instead of judging either side is just get down to the why. If I understand why the person's thinks I have to go to church every week, then I'm then I'm actually getting down to the root issue. If I understand why the person's isolating, then I get down to the root issue. It's not really about what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So what are these categories in the church that you that you kind of observe this happening in? Right. So what do I see? I see like three categories, right? It's the people I feel sorry for. And this we this actually is something I think both of us have a big heart for because a lot of what our churches are trying to do is help people who've been hurt by church. So number one, we feel sorry for people who don't go to church when the reason they don't go is because they've been hurt by church. Yeah, Those are the people we want to call back into our churches mm-hmm. and say, hey, give us a chance. I also feel bad for people who think going going to church in and of itself is their ticket to getting into heaven. And really it's those type of people who go to church for that reason, who think I can do whatever I want. I can behave however I want, act however I want. As long as I go to church, Mm -hmm. I'll get into heaven. Those tend to be the people who are hurting the other people who don't want to come to church anymore. Right. Right. I feel bad for both those people because they're missing out completely on what the benefit of church is. And they may even be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Then there's the category of people I understand. I understand why they go to church when they go to church. These are the people who go to church because they know they will be edified through the experience. Like, I go to church because I know the message will benefit me, the praise will benefit me, the worship, the fellowship, these things will build me up. These are people who know they receive a benefit when they go to church, which is great. We ought to be aware of that. And that's different than not feeling guilty. Right. Than trying to not feel guilty for not going to church. Right. I would say that would be the people we'd feel bad for again right. to. People gotcha. who go to church to remove this guilt they right, feel. Right, right. So yeah, that's a great point because what we're talking about here is people who actually see the benefit. Yeah, they want... Not the lack of a detriment, yeah. but mm-hmm. the benefit. Yeah. And and that's great. And, and that's one thing I really want to get across in this episode is, is it's something we've actually said in our churches. We our, our mission at each of our churches, we do it a little differently, but it's refuge, restoration, repair. And one of the things that we've both said at times is everybody who comes here ought to be either embracing our mission or fulfilling our mission. And, and really what that looks like is We're saying, yes, please come to our church if you're a person in this second category. Please come to our church if you're someone who needs refuge, restoration, and or repair. Nice. We want those people to come in. That's right. I think it's important to know that's why we're coming in. 
Because if I'm going to church because I benefit from it, but I'm but I think I'm going to church because I'm benefiting other people, I'm deceived. But the peop but ultimately the people I understand at this second category of people are those who go to church because they know they will receive a benefit, mm -hmm. which is great. But the people we're impressed with. These would be the people, like what I was just saying, would be the people trying to fulfill the mission of whatever the church they're going to. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is people who go to church with the cause of how can I serve other people while I'm here. Nice. So what is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? So the ultimate answer, I'm going to break this down into two different, two different sides because it isn't the only... Because now let me see, like if I'm going to go back to the second perspective, the second category of people who go to church because they understand how they benefit from it, I would say the ultimate answer for those people would be to go to church humbly. So these would be people who are going to church. If they know they're going to church because of how they benefit, then they ought to go to church with this attitude of, I'm going to ask for help. So that would be the that would be the side of this where it's like I can go to church as long as I ask for help. Mm. That would be really the proof that I'm in this second category of people and I'm trying to get a benefit out of it. And we would want, you know, when we help people, we we wait for them to ask for help. Yeah, that's great. So that would be the proof of being in that second category of people. Mm. But the ultimate answer of these third category of people, these people were impressed with and this would be where we would ultimately want everybody who goes to church to be in this category would be going to church looking to serve others. So go to church as much as you want looking to serve other people. And these would be people who do so with a good attitude. So it's not I go to church and I serve other people and I do so begrudgingly and I go home and complain about it after church. Like I didn't, that really stunk today i didn't get anything out of that that's not what we're talking about we're talking about people who go to church looking to serve others and the implication behind this being the ultimate answer is they would do so with a good attitude they'd be happy to do so yeah and i think it's i think it's important to realize that all of us kind of started in this place of we need help we all started from this place of i am coming here to get help that was me right in, in order to be able to lead other people, I first needed to get the help that I needed. Right. And that's why it's like, that's exciting for us when people say that they need help and we get to help them because it does take that humility and it does take um, the ability to be led in order to lead. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.